Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I am your host here, Dallas Montague, calling you from Sao Paulo, Brazil today. And we have another amazing guest, a Portuguese-speaking guest as well, Sydney Andre. Sydney, how are you today? I'm good, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. We already started talking a little bit and you seem like a, a great guy. It's easy to talk to you. So I'm pretty excited about this interview today. Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me once again. Just for our audience to understand, you have wrote a book called A Great Work, When Faith, Hope, and Perseverance Prevail. And you also are a part of an organization that you have started called A Great Work Foundation. And I'm excited to hear a little bit more about that for you to tell our audience about that. I want to get started with just a little bit of your story. You have a, a, uni- a unique story from some other people that we have on the show here. So go ahead, Sydney, just share a little bit about your story. Yeah, so um, I am from Africa, Angola. And um, I had the opportunity, the blessing to come to America and study. Uh, I came from a very, from a poor family in Africa. And I never thought about, I never dreamed about coming to America. So America was like a bless, a surprise, a surprise from God. Um, so I went to a high school that I, I didn't, didn't want to go to. So my dream was always to become a missionary, you know, a journalist missionary. missionary. So um, then... All my plans were shift and I was really sad. I had to go to a engineering school, which was something that I didn't want to do. Uh, but then my parents and my other brother told me, you know, you never know what God has for you in the future. Just go give your best. So, you know, I went to high school. I studied, I studied engineering. And after that, an opportunity, you know, came for me to come to America. I came to America. And when I came to America, uh, my parents and my older brother were funding my education. Uh, I came to America in 2014. Uh, uh, a year after that, my country was uh, pledged by financial crisis. So then my parents and my brother couldn't afford my education anymore. So I had no other you know, thing to do but to pack my, my bags and go back home. But I didn't want to, you know, I knew that, you know, God sent me to America because I never thought about, you know, coming to America. I never like, you know, had this dream of coming to America. So before giving up, you know, I, I prayed um, and I, you know, took an action. So I wrote a letter about me and I sent to a friend who had many connections. You know, this was happening in Orlando um, and she actually... Uh, gave my letter to somebody that um liked my story and uh this person once was a missionary in mozambique but he wanted 
to go to Angola so bad, but because of the war, he wasn't able to go to Angola. So when he read my story, when he saw that I was from Angola, uh, he understood that that was a um, God telling him that um, that I he had to help me. And he specifically told me that he was praying to help Angola in some way. So I was kind of like the answer uh, to that prayer. And so you were able to stay, you were able to continue schooling and all of those things. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. In times of personal trouble, is there someone you can go to in order to find some answers? How can you deal with the difficult people you encounter? How do you stay calm in a world that is filled with anxiety? Fearless in the Light takes you on an exciting journey, revealing the answers to these questions by meditating on the 27th Psalm. In this powerful passage, King David is dealing with his inner fears with a myriad of external difficulties. Find your copy of Fearless in the Light on Amazon today. Coach Hope Life Tips with God by Nadia Osho Williams is powerful, transformative, and encouraging. Hope is something we all need in different seasons of life, and hope is what this book aims to give you. Reading this book can be like having your very own coach or mentor communicate with you. It encounters crucial topics like dating, marriage, singleness, bereavement, illness, loneliness, biblical scriptures, and other topics. Find your copy of Coach Hope Life Tips with God on Amazon today. And so you were able to stay, you were able to continue schooling and all of those things. Yes, I was able to to continue uh, because he was paying for my education. So like it was a very uh, interesting time of my life because uh, like I grew up in a church right and um but i never really had that connection with god so like coming to america was like a very uh important to my faith you know because like mom and dad wasn't here no more you know i was here by myself and i had to like you know to survive and you know believe in what i once learned so and something very interesting happened to me even before coming to america uh so i went to the embassy like a, a week before coming to america i went to the embassy or two weeks before after actually um and once the the uh, immigration agent called me, so he was asking so many questions, and he denied my visa for the first time. So like I kind of didn't understand why he couldn't explain why he didn't he denied my visa. Uh, I was just like so heartbroken because I was like you know I was like eighteen or nineteen years old. I was so excited to come to America, but then this man is telling me I cannot come to America. So like I was heartbroken. But you know my mom always you know taught me the power of prayers like. My mom was around at that time. Uh, I just talked to all my friends around and, you know, we all prayed. And then I applied again for the next week to, to, to get my visa. And that was last week. If I didn't get that week, I wouldn't come to America. So I prayed a lot. Once I got to the embassy, the same person calls me. And as I was walking toward his direction, he remembers me. And then he, he, he gestured me to stop so i stopped and he told me go back to your seat i went to my seat he takes all my documents and then he sent it to his call colleague so his colleague calls me and then he he asks me where i was going i explained everything and the next thing he told me welcome to america go pay for your visa and um and i paid for my visa and he asked that and that was kind of like the sign you know that god was with me like you know that god had a plan for me. I, I was very young and naive, like I didn't know what was going on. So 
I kind of like, I had no idea. So I was, just, I was just like so happy and excited to come to America. But see, like after coming to America, uh, that was kind of like, you know, some, some precious promise that God gave me. So like, I'm with you, you know, no matter what you go through. So remember what I did at the embassy. So I'm going to, you know, continue to be with you. Wow. That's amazing. And my personal self right now, my wife is Brazilian. I was telling you, and we're feeling God is telling us to go back to the United States as well. And my wife has to apply for her visa, her immigrant visa and all of these things. And we're in the same place. And that encourages me. If God has a plan, nothing can stop it. Just keep praying. He is faithful. He'll open the door when it's his timing. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. After and you I, came. I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to add that. And I really believe that uh, our prayers have a lot of power. Like there is power in praying a lot. Like if we, whatever you were going through, believe. When we believe in the power of prayer, like things change. Because when God is in our midst, you know, great things happen. Amen. Come on. And after this point, you came to the U.S. You now had your visa. You started studying. And then you had the miracle with the guy helping you to continue studying. What happened after that? Yeah, so actually more things happened before I even met the guy. So it was... Okay, so I started school. I was able to register for my classes. You know, you could, I could still register for classes without, before paying. So I went mm -hmm. to school for the first week. I talked to my professor, hey, I'm waiting for money to come. Uh, in reality, I was waiting on God. So I couldn't tell them <laughs> I'm waiting on God because I mm -hmm. would sound crazy because not everybody believed in what I believe. So I just yeah. told them I'm waiting for, for money for my parents. In the case, God was my parent, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so first week I got dropped from my classes. I talked to my professor. They added me back. But the second week, uh, they were harsh. It was like, you cannot come to class anymore. And one of the professors actually, uh, called me out in the middle of the class. I felt so embarrassed. I just had to leave the yeah. class and I was like crying. So what I did during that time, during the last week that I had to pay for my tuition, I stayed home. And I started praying and worshiping God because I had nowhere to go. I had I didn't know what to do. So I found comfort. I found peace and worship worshiping God in that situation. Um, so Monday came, uh, nothing happened. So Tuesday was when I I got the call from my friend after I you know I wrote the letter and she was like, yeah, somebody actually read your letter, your story, and this person wants to help you. So by uh thursday which was like the last day to pay my tuition i was back in my classes i was able to pay for my tuition and i, I started you know and after that i had like a very easy uh life through through the community college so like i had almost nothing to worry about you know i had my struggles still but you know it's very basic you know christian struggle right like mm -hmm. nothing like major you know yeah. happened during that time yeah but something even bigger and 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 tragic happened late down the road yes let me ask you let me stop you for a second how would you say was your christian life as a college student because i believe that it's difficult today in today's world to be a college student and be a christian at the same time what do you think about that yeah so it's, this is actually a great question uh maybe if somebody uh, our age college age is listening to this they may you know relate so when i came to america uh i i was living with people like young people like me and they did not believe in god the same way i did so they didn't have a relationship with god 
So every time I would go to, to church, I'm, I was very committed. I'm still committed to my, you know, to God. But at that time, every time I would go to church, they would criticize me. Like they would tell me, oh, why would you spend your, you know, your weekend going to church? Like you're very young, you're losing your, your youth. So like um, that kind of like had a very negative impact on me because I, I grew up in a Christian family. So like all my uh, environment was Christian. So like nobody ever like, you know, questioned me for going to church. So now I'm living with these people. They're questioning, you know, questioning my faith. So like for a while, I was like getting very discouraged, you know, during my, my, my time with them. But then I just, you know, kept going, you know, like I remember what my mom told me, you know, when I came to America to find a church and that's exactly what I was doing. And it wasn't easy, but uh, I tried to find, you know, the right people to help me to, to walk as a college student. You know, I made sure I w- read my Bible and I'm very, I like to listen to music. Music is one of the, w- the best ways I connect to God. So I always had that like present in my days and that's the way I was able to survive college. Yeah, it's important because I hear testimonies all the time of people who go in as a Christian, they had family Christian, and then they go to college and kind of leave it behind. And and it's so sad to hear people that leave their faith when they go to college because there's so many other things trying to pull them and their attention and questioning their faith just like that. It's difficult. It is. Exactly, exactly. What would you say was the biggest difference between Angola and America right from the beginning when you noticed? I think uh, Angola is a very, uh, it's a poor country. You know, it's the education, you know, it's not great. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of things, like, mm-hmm. different, like, people, food, uh, the opportunities, uh, the resources. So I think uh, anybody could like easily see the difference if you're coming from uh like angola yeah to america like everything is different you know everything did you already speak english when you came oh no i, I spoke zero english yeah zero I, english. so that was a praise challenge, god sure. i yeah god really <laughs> gave me this gift uh wow. to learn like language easily like i started speaking english um four months in yeah mm-hmm. that's wow. when i started speaking yeah Praise God for that. And all your classes were in English and you were going to all school. Of them. Wow. Yeah, I had no other choice. Yeah, I spent uh, maybe four to six months learning English, like in an English uh, class. But then I transferred to take, you know, to college to start taking like, you know, I regular classes. Man, I can't imagine taking Portuguese classes. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, way. It's, it's hard. But, you know, in these days, you have like Google Translate, you have uh, so many resources, you know, internet, internet is not a problem, you know, like in Angola, for example, you know, Mm -hmm. so like you can do any type of, you know, research. And this leads us into your book a little bit more, a great work. So what led you to write this book? So you have this amazing testimony. God has been faithful throughout your life. Why did you write this book? So actually, uh, the reason why, so like I had already like the notion, the idea that God did great things in my life, you know, that what I shared with you was just like the very beginning, more things happen down the road. Uh, but, you know, I was like, oh, I am a Christian. Um, many people have testimonies. So like my testimony is not any special. It's not different, right? Like I feel like, I felt like, um, 
it's kind of like it's a boring testimony <laughs> in a way because like you know it's it's kind of like you know a student coming to america and you know it's very i don't know i just didn't feel it you know i didn't feel but it changed it at very last semester in the undergrad so i went to a senior trip with uh, a group of friends and the night before we left that trip i was sitting in the couch with a friend who who is agnostic and we were sharing our journeys through undergrad and once i told him my testimony and then he he looked at me he told me sydney this is very powerful you must write a book you must you must share your story with the world wow i felt like wow this is somebody that doesn't believe in god and he's mm-hmm. telling me this i had no right to uh to deny the privilege of people you know f- for people yeah. to listen to my testimony so i felt like that was god telling me that was like a sign from that i wanted to write a book but i was very uh undecided i didn't know if that was the right thing you know to do i was scared so because of that friend who doesn't believe in god i wrote this book yeah if god can speak through a donkey he can speak through an agnostic right <laughs> yes wow yes that's amazing and so writing this book you also have a great work foundation what was the difference between writing this book having this organization yeah so um so still when as i was talking to this friend of mine you know i expressed you know my uh i wa- i told him that i really wanted to you know give it back so you know god has given has done so many things in my life and i uh i wanted to give back uh in some way and then he was like yeah if you ever make like a, a foundation or scholarship i can donate money and you can maybe call the scholarship you know you can maybe uh name the scholarship you know under me and i was like oh that's a good idea so then after the uh the trip i was like yeah i think i should uh, uh create a foundation you know uh, you know that goes with the book because the book will be the reason or like the foundation will give more um more emphasis to the book you know i feel like the found- i felt like the foundation would be a great way to give back you know to go back home and and you know continue the work that god has started in my life you know like Ephesians 1:6 says you know uh, i wanted to i wanted this time that i spent in america to not just you know be like a time of you know me experiencing new things but also i wanted to be a bridge for my people back home you know i wanted mm-hmm. to not forget that's what people say don't forget where you coming from so yes. i think that's my way of not forgetting where i'm coming from i'm going back and you know helping my friends my family you know and other people around me because uh what i i i believe is that god he uses us you know for a great good you know for for good of everyone around us if you look at joseph you know he was sold you know and his people his brother had no idea what they were doing but uh all thing worked together for the good of everybody not only yeah. for joseph but also you know his family that's amazing And I can see that in your life as well. God had a plan and no man could close the door what God had planned for your life. What would you yeah. say your family and friends from Angola? What is their perspective of you, Sydney? Uh coming to the US, going to school, all of those things, this book, the foundation. So like in the beginning, even like when I when I started, like I consider myself a, a a dreamer. Like I am a dreamer. Like I started dreaming like ever since I was a little kid and 
in my in my house it was it wasn't like this it wasn't always seen as a good thing for example you know uh some people would think that i was like delusional for example you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. but i think that god saw that in me because like i come from a large family so like i have six siblings and i, I wasn't the, I, i'm not the oldest so i'm number five so when i graduated high school there were two other you know siblings of mine that were supposed to start college at the same time but i i, I decided i did not want to stay in angola to study uh it, it, for me, it didn't matter if my parents could afford it or not. But I was like, I'm going to do what I can to leave this country and go get education, you know, somewhere else. Uh, and I think that God saw that, you know, that in me, that, you know, that, that, that spirit in me. And God, you know, used that for a good thing. Um, in the beginning, when I started struggling, you know, like, like job, right? Like you have mm-hmm. family, you know, say, telling you, you know, you should give up. You know, I had to to stop talking to family and friends. You know, I was alone with God, you know, because I, I, I believed in my vision. I saw myself in a way that people didn't see me. You know, I, I, I believed that God had a purpose for my life. So I had to fight. I was ready to fight, you know, even if it meant that I had to be alone, I was ready. So, yeah, when, when the dark, when the, the, the rough times came, so like I was mainly alone, um, but once everything's you know like once god you know performed that huge miracle it wasn't only a blessing to me but to everyone you know everyone that was close to me when i shared the testimony many people including christian people had a hard time to believe that god had you know had done that and because they had never experienced uh something like that so it was hard them to believe it although they were christians wow yeah what else can you tell us about this book or some challenges that you faced throughout the way? Yeah, so I was suicidal like for a few few like writing few chapters. Like I it was really bad. I I it wasn't fun because I kind of relieved, you know, um some of the, the not so good moments, you know, of my journey. Uh there were nights that I would go to bed and I was just like thinking about like, you know, like I, I was just feeling like worthless, you know, like for for many reasons, like you know, just looking and in, in the in my past, you know, because uh, Satan, you know, he always tries to to give this spirit of fear, you know, he tried to make us feel like you know worthless. So like it was really bad. Like I some chapters, I I just like I almost gave up writing this book, but. Uh, during this book, during the uh, the the process of writing, I also experienced some blessings. You know, like I my faith was renewed in so many ways. Sometimes I would come from work so discouraged, uh, I would you know open my book and reading it, and this book would encourage me immediately. So I you know I would feel peace. You know, just reading it. So I think that this book will be a blessing for everyone. You know, people that are on a journey. Uh, if you are sick, if you are, uh, you know, tired, if you are, you know, if you have a dream, for example, this book will help you to believe, especially in the power of prayer. Yeah. The biggest thing that I took away from, from looking over your book and your foundation was the fact that all of the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds of this book go toward your foundation to help those children or those students in Angola to continue their education. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, you know, 
this story doesn't belong to me at all. So why would that, why should I, you know, profit from it? So like, I, that's, you know, my thought, you know, if I want to do this, I have to do it right. At least this is how I, I thought, you know, I, you know, I have, I have a job already, you know, and I don't need, you know, money from this. So, and I thank God that I have a way, you know, of giving back, you know, and yeah, every single, um, every single, uh, profit, every single penny that, you know, people donate to our foundation, it will go to expand higher education. As, as you can see, like I'm wearing this, like mm -hmm. a great work foundation, which is also available on our website. So like, we have some merchandise also going on. So like if people go and buy it, so like they are basically helping, you know, students to achieve higher education in Angola. What is your connection with Angola today? Do you still travel back and forth sometimes to visit family, friends, your old school, things like this? Or have you stayed in the U.S. primarily? Oh, I haven't uh, had the chance yet, but I am praying that at the end of this year, I, I am able to go also to meet the students that we are helping. Um, and yeah, just talk to them and share, share with them my testimony. So I haven't. Uh, but I am hoping to to go. But I talk to my families and friends every once in a while. I do want to say just for your sake, Sydney, for those people who don't understand, Sydney, why don't you just go back and visit? It's easy. It's not that easy. <laughs> if you're coming no. into the U.S. as an immigrant or something like that, it's very, very difficult to leave. It is. I understand that. Yeah, so just for our audience to understand, it's probably not because he doesn't want to, but it's because it truly is difficult. Yeah, it's very, happen. very difficult. So right now I am on a, on a, trans, on a like on a visa, which is between, uh, international student visa and a work visa. So it's yeah. kind of like in the middle. So Messing with those things is not a good idea. <laughs> so just keep yeah. doing what you're doing. And yeah. yeah. And actually this week, uh, God ha has done something very, uh, good to me. Like I was so, um, I failed to update the immigration on certain things. So usually when, when your job status changes, you have to update the immigration and I failed. So the immigration tells you to update 10 days after you know, the change, um, or like within 10 days after the change, uh, I failed. So it had already been like 90 days. So like when I looked at it, I was like, and then they told me failing in doing so, uh, we will uh, cause you to lose your status. So I found I found that that on Wednesday. So like I was terrified. I was like, mm -hmm. I am going yeah. to lose my status. So you know, and I was like, you know what, Sydney? Uh, worst thing have have happened before. So um, I prayed, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna still update the immigration. And I'm not, I'm just not going to worry about it, you know, yeah. and I will give it to God. And, uh, I sent an email to the immigration with all the updates. And then the day met, the next day, they're like, um, thank you for submitting your, your, uh, updates. Uh, we have updated your status. Just make sure next time you do 10 days. I was like, God praise the Lord. He's good. He's good. <laughs> yeah. Wow, well, I, wow. I was very like so stressed, but you know, God always comes through. I'm so encouraged today. Thank you so much for for all of your words, your book, your testimony. It's all very, very encouraging for me. What would you say is one overall sentence or phrase or word or verse that you would like to give our audience today? Um, I think 
Job 42, 1 to 2. So, so my journey uh, started with Philippians 1 uh, to 6. Uh, but then it changed it. It was Job. It changed to Job uh, 42, 1 to 2. For I know uh, you can do all things and nothing, you know, is impossible for you. So, like, really, when you hear these words, you sometimes don't really, you have no idea what you're saying, right? So I tried like while in college to actually believe in, in, in this phrase. For I know uh, you can do all things and nothing is impossible. Just like, uh, a, like a little like story. Uh, when I was in my uh, junior year, um, my sponsor, uh, failed to pay the tuition and he he told me 30 minutes uh before the tuition was due he called me he calls me saying i cannot pay for your tuition so like i was um really like lost because I, I had no way to go if you don't pay the tuition you get dropped from your classes and then you lose your status as an international student i had to uh to be enrolled you know like 30 minutes before uh the the wow. tuition was due so like, i didn't have a week at that time i had 30 minutes I can do anything and I needed $10,000 to pay my tuition that day. Uh, when he told me that, I, I, I knew that I, I had nowhere to go. So I ran to the bathroom and then I sat on the, on the, on the, on the toilet and I prayed over there when I was, cause I, I had nowhere to go. So I prayed after I, after praying, you know, God, you know, told me to call a specific person. Uh, I called that person, that person. So give me 10 grand, like, in the spot he told me like go pay for your education and listen it took more time so like it took more time uh it's so, like my tuition had to be paid by by five uh but he did not pay my tuition until seven so when you fail to pay your tuition uh the school immediately drops you from your classes but that day until this day i don't know if god stopped the time for me i i have no idea but i just know that my tuition was paid like two hours later and i was never dropped from my wow. class yeah that's yeah thanks for sharing that quick story too <laughs> so many testimonies and you say that your testimony is boring come on no way <laughs> yeah, no way like in the book you will, uh, you you will hear so many like different testimonies. Like my testimonies are not like all the same, and I, I praise God that He He uh helped me to grow like in different areas, right? Just like things like you know believing, you know, uh, things like you know uh giving Him your health, your mental health. I also talk about mental health in my book a lot. So, uh, people, if people struggle with mental health, like, you know, you may hear from the perspective of another fellow Christian and, you know, we can always help each other in our walk because I know that mental health is a great big issue in our community as well. Yeah. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for your time today. Where can we find you on social media? And also where can we find this book? Yeah. So you can find this book on our website, www.agreatworkfoundation.com. Uh, you can also find on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble as well. Um, my social medias, I am on Instagram, Sydney File. I am on, uh, LinkedIn, Sydney Andre and on Facebook, Sydney Andre as well. And the book will come on April 26th. Okay. So the book is not released yet. 
they, yeah, but it's available for pre-order now on the website. Pre-order. Yeah, okay. you can go already on the website and pre-order the book, and it will come on April twenty-sixth. All right. Again, thank you so much for your time. It's a, an extreme pleasure to have you here. And if I can have you end our time together with a prayer, I would appreciate it. Yes, no problem. Let's pray. Hey God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for this great opportunity uh, that you gave me to talk to Dallas today. Uh, thank you for allowing me to share my testimony with the world. I just pray that this book uh, is a blessing for everyone that will read it and uh, that this book gives people hope and uh, faith that they needed to uh, continue with their journey. Uh, for those who are waiting on a miracle, uh, allow them to feel your presence uh, and remember them that you are always with them as well. Uh, thank you so much for being a great father to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.